Good morning, Coach. How are you? Good morning, gentlemen. How are we doing this week? Awesome. Right. Uh, does it feel like is there is there more pep in the step in the building with all the measuring stick talk, maybe a big preview, maybe the game of the year, or does it feel like every other week with, with you and the guys? Um, I think, you know, de- definitely the energy's building. I, I think we all recognize what a great challenge we have, you know, in, in playing the Chiefs, especially up there in Kansas City. So, no, we're, we're excited about it. And I think like anything, uh, you come off of a, g- a good win, you know, Monday you you go through your routine and, and then Wednesday you, you crank it back up. And, you know, Wednesday and Thursdays are the big prep days and um, you can you can feel building. But, no, this is uh, – this this if I was a fan – I am a fan, but if I was sitting around Sunday and decide, trying to decide what game I was going to watch, this is definitely the game I'd be watching. Do, do y'all view games like this as as like a, a barometer or litmus test type game? Um, you know, I frankly, I think those questions are more ones you answer after the fact. I mean, we 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 have a clear understanding of you know who who we are, but we. You know we're very accountable and uh, and focused on you know being something better than what we've done so far this year. I mean we we've come off a a, a real a really good performance. Uh, we want to build off of that, and um, you know you're talking about a former champion, you know a team that's been outstanding for the last three four years. So uh, this this these you need these games and you need these wins. I, I think this is all part of the path um, and the thresholds you got to get over to win a championship. Coach, what have you seen? They, they've been a huge story this year throughout the first half because of the up-and-down play. Like, are the Chiefs the same? Is the future dynasty over? What have you seen with some of their inconsistencies throughout the first half of the year? Well, the thing about it is it's more, it's more in the, you know, most of us in the beginning of the year. I mean, if you just really focus off of the last four games, you're, you, you, you'd say to yourself, what the, what the heck has everybody been talking about? You know, so they're – extremely explosive um i think they've really settled into how they want to play on defense uh they're playing differently now of late than they did uh earlier in the year they they were really aggressive i personally i don't get caught up we've talked about this i think in the past on on the show september football is is, you know there's some variety and some inconsistencies inconsistencies in september football and i think once you get out of that you know teams really establish themselves this time of year and i think you're seeing a outstanding football team that's established themselves and this is going to be a great contest mike mccarthy join us here on 105 through the fan when you see like an early season like like mahomes had like the start that he had where he's turning the ball over at a much higher rate than he ever has before uh do you look at it like uh man he says he's in a slump he's having a bad stretch or have teams really done something different to him well i think you just you look at you, you look at the turnovers i mean we 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 that's something we have on every player, every quarterback. We call them profile tapes, you know, and we have our fundamental tapes. So uh, we, we've shown every, you know, takeaway against their offense of the season. Actually, it, that's something we do in the Thursday team meetings for, you know, whatever fundamental we really want to put extra attention on that week. So, I mean, you you pay attention to those things, but, uh, you know, you got to look at it too. You know, we're, you know, just you got to take interceptions for what they are. You are they tip passes? Are they, you know, good defense? Or is it decision? You know, is it what, what, what are the you know characteristics involved in the, in those situations? And you know, I, I just think they're they're aggressive offense by nature, and you know, the ball didn't, didn't bounce their way early. You know, but just look at the last couple of games; they're doing a really good job taking care of the ball. Coach, there's been a lot of talk about uh, too deep patience defensively this year against these explosive offenses. Just Sit back and force them to go on 10, 11 play drives. Test 
the patience of these offenses and these quarterbacks. Have you been seeing a lot more of that this year throughout the league? And, and have teams really been doing that to Kansas City? It really depends on who you are. Um, you know, I, I think it's in how you're built offensively uh, because, you know, there's, there's explosive offenses that, that can't really threaten the middle of the field and, you know, don't really dictate as much um, to shell defense. And, and, and when you have the ability to do that in the passing game, it obviously really helps your run game. And I think that's why it's so important for us uh, to continue the way we're playing. Uh, you know, we feel like we can run the football each and every week regardless of who we're playing, and we feel the same way about the passing game. So um, and that that's, that's what's really important. But, yes, two-shell defense is – Something as a play caller, uh, I know, you know, in, in my time, you, you you hope for because when when they're playing your two shell, it, it's you know it's it puts you in a different rhythm and and, and patience is a good thing because you you know you when you can control the line of scrimmage and they're in two shell defense, you have a really really great opportunity to control the game. So you actually you're okay with it versus having that itch as an offensive guy to hey let's 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 throw the bomb. Let, 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 let's let's unleash here. Let's stop with these little six and seven yard gains. You're you're fine with that? No, absolutely. Because I, I think in every game you have big play opportunities that, that present themselves, and it's, it's it's frankly it's one of the statistics that that's given to me at halftime because because I, I, I want to know how many big play opportunities both sides of the ball have had and, and what the what the conversion rate of is because I t- it tells you a lot about the flow of the game and you know something we've always coached offensively and it's something that. You remind you know your quarterbacks uh, you know near the end of the week is don't chase the big plays you know especially with our our offensive perimeter you know it's you know a big play can come off of a slant you know we don't have to throw the ball 40 yards in the in the air to 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 gain 40 yards so and that's where you know the offense of building it around the quarterback and just when you have an excellent quarterback in Dak and you know he's he's doing a great job with the decision making just be patient and and those plays are come but. Um, yeah, I, I have no problem if they want to play two shell defense because you know the the other fifty percent of our offense, our run game, they have to deal with. I'm fascinated by the kind of the the choice that teams have to make, where you have to decide you know who you're going to kind of take away on the other team. But yeah. what do you, what do you think is more difficult to game plan for that elite wide receiver like Tyreek or the elite tight end that might be on a slower linebacker or safety? The best offenses I've I've been a part of the, the the tight end is the difference maker, because he can command the middle of the field and and, I, and that's exactly what you see with Kelsey. I mean he's, you know he can run a you know an eight yard option route and you know turn it into a seventeen yard gain and he does it consistently. His yards after the catch is is outstanding. Uh, it's definitely a focal point for us, you know. So we we got to really squeeze the coverage on him uh, early and often. So uh, you know the tight end. Or, or the big receiver, to, to the ability to, to attack the middle of the field creates the you know more one-on-one situations outside. Now, you know, as far as Hill is concerned, I mean, they, they do a great job moving him around and you know, cre- creating as many opportunities as possible to get him the ball. So, you know, that, that's that's the other factor you got to deal with. But if I was throwing up the the passing game, you know, an elite tight end can can really make a huge huge difference in your passing game. Mike McCarthy here on Sean and RJ, 105.3 The Fan. Uh, Coach, we focus on offensive line and everything on this football (laughs) team more than a lot of other cities. Uh, We we were hearing this last night. Can you confirm that you guys are making a switch at left guard with Connor McGovern in for Connor Williams? And if so, why? 
Well, I'll just say this. I mean, I'm, you know, lineup changes aren't, aren't, you know, part of these conversations on Friday. I mean, I'll say this. Both corners will play in the game. That, 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 that's for sure. Um, you know, that's, that's our plan. And so that's where we'll leave that. Are you uh, feeling good about Tyron's return? I tell you what, uh, talking with Tyron after practice yesterday, uh, he had a good day's work. You know, this this will be you know an important day for him. And and if, if he if he goes full practice tomorrow, then he'll definitely have you know a chance to play. But we just got to see how he comes out of the out of the rehab part of it. The goal the goal was for him to practice all three days uh, before you know we, we cut him loose on Sunday. So um, I, I haven't seen him yet this morning, so I can't really give you an update. Coach, we know what McGovern looks like at fullback. Can you just kind of give us a reset of his skill set at guard uh, playing up front? Um, I, I think the best thing about Connor is, is his versatility. Um, you know, he can, you know, I, I think it's, if you look, you go back to last year, um, we had him as the highest rated, you know, lineman, um, you know, at times. And we had, you know, with the injuries that we occurred, but he, I thought he played extremely, extremely well. He had a really good camp, um, but, you know, We've, you know, we've moved him around. He's played a bunch of different positions, and and I think that's a real credit to him because, uh, particularly in the last couple of weeks, he's, you know, he's graded out very high for us. So uh, he gives us, he gives you great flexibility, and you know, he's he's a really good player both in the run and protection. Coach Connor Williams has gotten, uh, you know, penalized quite a bit, most in the league this year. And and when uh, I'm old enough to remember when Bill Parcells was here, he would say he doesn't coach penalties. Like, how do you approach? The players when they get penalized and you know working on techniques and stuff, or do you is that not something that you coach either? Oh no, I coach them. Uh, yeah, I, I I don't know what coach meant by that statement, but um, yeah, it's definitely. I mean, the penalties are part of it, and I and I think that the challenge that we're under now it's 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 bigger than ever. Um, you know, the, the officiating is is something that factors you know each and every Sunday and. So you definitely have to be aware of it. So, and the awareness really comes into the the heightened uh, emphasis on your on your fundamentals. Uh, we've we've always broken down the penalties in, in three areas. You know, you have pre-snap penalties, and then you have discipline penalties and combative penalties. And you know, the pre-snap penalties are unacceptable. You know, it, it just you know, as far as the false starts, offsides, you know, those, those are things you have to eliminate from your game. And you know, that's why we preach and spend as much time as we do on. You know, breaking down the plays in the three areas. I mean, the pre-snap is a is an important part of, of every play. I mean, there's a, there's a lot that can be accomplished before the snap of the ball. So, the fact that you're the pre-snap penalties. So we obviously coach those differently. But then you have the post-snap penalties, and and we break those down into two er, two areas. You know, one ones that are, you have combative penalties, and you know, frankly, if your team doesn't have a few combative penalties, then you then you're probably not playing hard enough. So uh, we our combative penalties have been up this year. Compared to last year, um, you know some of them were debatable whether you felt they were a good call or not. Uh, but the fact is that we're on the edge, and um, you know our play style is is definitely different this year than it was last year. And this is all part of the emphasis. And I think our players are doing a great job of trying to be a better job, you know, playing as, as aggressive and you know and, and staying within the rules. And then you you know then you have the undisciplined penalties uh, that that you just you have to get you know as far as hand placement and, you know, some of the common fundamental errors that you continue to coach. So, yes, I'm always coaching the pre-snap and the, and the undisciplined penalties because you, you got to get them out of your game the best you can, and you kind of live with the combative penalties. Coach, uh, how much did you scout Mahomes coming out? And just as a QB guy and an offensive guy, 
I mean, I just kind of want to hear you talk about his skill set and how, I mean, how different he is now compared to when you, you, you were looking at his Texas Tech tape. Well, I think the biggest thing that jumps out is, you know, the, the first thing I recall about his valuation is just a group of quarterbacks that were there. You know? <laughs> um, you know, I have some personal ties to Lake Travis High School down there in, in Austin. And then, you know, you, you had two Lake Travis quarterbacks, you know, part of that group there. You know, and you had Davis Webb up the, up the road here was also there and, and Patrick. So you, you had this young, stable of quarterbacks. And, you know, I had a chance to coach Cliff uh, in New Orleans for a minute, uh, you know, Back back in the early 2000s, so always had you know great respect for what he was building you know throughout his coaching career. So I, I you know, but the point I'm making is Patrick was clearly you know physically was was different than the other guys. You know they're they're all good young quarterbacks, and I think it's 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 kind of cool to see you know that that they've all gone on with you know with you know professional opportunities. But you know the first thing that jumps off is just the way he throws the ball and. And obviously his production, you know, I mean, I don't think anybody's thrown a ball more than Cliff Kingsbury in the history of college football. Well, maybe Mike <laughs> Lee. But, you know, so you, there was a lot to look at, too. And, and I, I just think that if you're looking to develop um, a quarterback, to Brett, Brett Favre was a comparable that a lot of people made in the conversations that, yeah. that you know, that I was a part of. And, um, you know, he's he's a great quarterback. He's a, he's fun to watch. Uh, I'll enjoy watching him after Sunday. (laughs) Now this is going to, you know, you put him and Dak Prescott on the field. This is, this is going to be a heck of a football game. Mike McCarthy here on the fan. What coaching tree do you consider yourself from Mike? (laughs) (laughs) I'm a little old for that question, aren't I? Uh, no, like what brand, like if you Google it, it'll say from Schottenheimer. I was just wondering because yeah. there's a. Do you consider or do or you just you, you you don't have an answer for that one? No, definitely no. Marty Schottenheimer is a is a made huge influence on my life, uh, you know, both personally and professionally. So yeah, definitely, I'd, I'd it'd be a privilege to be part of his coaching tree. Uh, absolutely, because there's a lot of talk about you know the Holmgren trees, the Andy Reid. What yeah. what makes what makes Andy Reid so special? You know, like he's he's considered a Hall of Fame. Coach, a Hall of Fame offensive mind. What what makes Andy special to you? Oh, uh, I think I think he's done a great job at uh, adapting to the times of the league. But you can also you can see the core the core values and in, in the basics you know throughout every team he's coached. Uh, you know he's you know he's always you know, done a good job of uh, staying true to the you know base principles of the West Coast offense. You can see it in his screen game and some things. But you know I, I think he's done a, a really good job of you know advancing particularly. You know, I don't know if anybody runs more, you know, four man or you know five man floods uh, in the passing game than, than Andy, and that's you know that's that's the aggressiveness you know with their receiver group and and with Patrick. So um, I think he's done a really good job of of sticking to his you know his basics that you that he learned under Coach Holmgren and you know started out there in Philadelphia in 1999, and uh, but then you can see he's definitely adapted to to the open space and the wide openness of, of today's football compared to the 90s. Do you feel comfortable weighing in on the Texas versus Kansas City barbecue debate? Uh, <laughs> I can just tell you from personal experience, uh, they're both outstanding. So. Oh. Yeah, that's, that's a safe answer. Yo, this is not, it's not no, the smart safe. answer, though. Safe. Yeah. Uh, what's your favorite Texas barbecue? Let me ask you guys. You guys are obviously a lot more advanced than I am. The brisket here... Uh, just blows away Kansas City. Like other uh, other areas can't do beef 
like we mm. do. I haven't had Carolina, but uh, I was in Kansas City for a year. I'm a sauce guy. I like sauce. I know it's forbidden here, but I got to give the yeah. Kansas City edge and sauces. But no one can mess with with beef like Texas, in my opinion. Well, that's that's very culinary of you to say. That. <laughs> very nice. Listen to that. That's yeah, my yeah, true yeah. area of expertise, coach. Is smoking, sm- smoking yeah, with, well, the, with the grill. I, I hear you, but you, you got to make a choice now. I mean, it's. I mean, Texas. You don't want to ask. Me. I dip my brisket in mustard. You don't want to ask me. Yeah. Oh, I don't, I don't, yeah. I, I don't use barbecue sauce. So I do mustard. Coach, this was fantastic. Thank you so much. We cannot wait. We know you can't either. And we'll talk to you after this one. Good luck on Sunday. Okay, gentlemen. Take care.